When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, everybody. Two weeks until we're enjoying the Canada Day long weekend. That's right. I can't believe it's all... This happens every year, but it's just comes so quickly, doesn't it? All of a sudden it's June and then you're like, good weather. And then you want everything to slow down, but then suddenly it just speeds up again. Yeah. It's like the Canada Day and then then you're planning ahead for the summer. Like I know most people, you have to do that because you have to book your things. You've been booking your things since February. And finally, it's here. You're already planning your summer cottages and the camps and all the shit. It's going to fly by. So remember this moment. Try to take in every little bit. There's a lot happening between now and then, actually, Kat. Uh, Wednesday is the first day of summer, and it's going to be humid AF outside. Yeah, it's going to be a hot week, like very hot week here. I love it. I'm here for it. A week from today is the Toronto mayoral election. Have you paid attention at all, or because you don't live in Toronto, do you not care? You know what? Like In detail, I haven't been paying attention, but yes, I mean, of course I'm interested. And I think that we all should care, because, I mean, that can impact you even if you're in a city at the outskirts of Toronto. It'll still impact you, right? It is remarkable how much taxes go to Toronto from people who do not live in Toronto. And I mean across the country, not just in the Southern Ontario area. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much Toronto costs this country. And there's some candidates, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but there's some candidates, Olivia Chow, who want to spend a lot of money that Torontonians don't have. So careful what you wish for. You've got a week to think about in Toronto. You can vote for lower taxes and some common sense when it comes to like bike lanes and stuff like that. Or you can vote for all this pie in the sky spending, but your taxes will go up. They will go up a substantial amount. So much so she won't even say how much they're going to go up. The how many names on the ballot? Because I know a couple of people had to leave. There were some allegations of things and whatnot, a bunch of shit. Because there's so many names on the original ballot. Do they have to just like cross them off? They I, probably did. I, I think probably people who do vote for those people are just going to get their vote not counted. Right. Okay. I, I, that, that makes more sense than trying to cr- like go back and edit what I what I assume has already been printed off, right? There's almost 100 candidates on the ballot, and I'm curious to see how many some of them get. Some of them will get one vote, and it'll be themselves voting for themselves. Sure. They're allowed to do that. Sure. Anybody can run, and as much as I love that system, I just feel like they've got to find a better way to weed it out so that voters don't have to try and figure out 100 different candidates' platforms. (laughs) It's crazy. I didn't realize that with the mayoral races because usually you don't see that many candidates. Usually. Now, I understand it's a big city, though. This is a big city. This is there's a lot of people who are vying for this. I get it. And I expect it a lot. But over 100 to the people who don't have a we know people who are running that they know they're not going to win. Oh, yeah. Like We have friends, by the way, that are running in this election. And you're just like, OK, it's amusing, I suppose, for some people. Right. It's just amusement. I guess. Well, just to say, I was once a candidate for mayor of Toronto. Just to say, yeah. For what was it, 200 bucks is all it cost them? Eh, Fuck it, why not? There's worse ways to blow 200 bucks. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, good luck to all of the candidates. Yes, indeed. Please take the time to research it and ask yourselves, how much more can I afford to spend? Because one candidate is going to jack the taxes way up, and some of the others will as well.
But the front runner, Olivia, wants to. Again, she won't even say how much, and that really concerns me. Who's it between? I don't. I don't like to like sway people because I know that we've mentioned Chow a couple times. So I would like to ask, who's the other front runner? Are there like two or three, or are they just like top two at this point? Based on, I know we, I hate polls, but based on what people are talking about, I hate the polls too, and I feel like these polls are sleazy. To say from the very beginning, from the day she got in the race, Olivia Chow is going to get almost half the vote just doesn't seem right to me. I can't imagine there's that many Torontonians with that much extra money in their pocket that that's the way they want to go. But she is clearly in the lead based on the polls that are out there, if you believe them. Mark Saunders, former chief of police. Right. Okay. Yeah. He is running as kind of a, a conservative candidate. Kind yeah. of. Okay. Uh, and then you've got Anthony Fury, whom I just love. I think Anthony is great, a very common sense candidate, and he's getting a lot of traction in the polls. But also coming up right now is Anna Bailau, who is uh, kind of along the Jennifer McKelvey, John Tory lines. Mm. She'd be like in that camp there. So okay. you certainly have options. With 100 candidates, you've got options. <laughs> I mean, shit. You have too many options. It's ridiculous yeah. if you think about it. But anyway, we were talking about taxes, and that for me would be the biggest issue. Today, Monday, June the 19th is Tax Freedom Day in Canada. Tax Freedom. So I can buy anything today and I don't pay taxes? This is a great day. Tax Freedom Day is... <laughs> it's this, not that. <laughs> this is the latest it's ever happened. Tax Freedom Day is basically this. All of the money that you've paid in tax, or all the money you've made this year, covers your share of taxes to live in Canada for this year. Every single hmm. penny you've earned for an average family an average family with an income of $140,000, you'll pay $64,000 in taxes. What? That's just a fact. $64,000 is your income tax, it's your uh, HST on property things that you buy. Account, property taxes, okay. excise taxes on your gas and okay. your smokes and your liquor. All of the taxes that we pay, if you added them all up, would be about $64,000, and statistically, today is the day the average family would have made enough money to cover their tax. So the good news is everything you earn for the rest of the year is yours. Hmm. The bad news is 46% hmm. of the way through the year, every penny you have earned, all the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into your job has gone to Justin Trudeau and or Doug Ford. Yeah, isn't that a depressing thought? Uh, and not not to mention, because you mentioned, okay, and the rest is yours, but like how many people are paying interest on things? So how much is going toward that? And then we all know how the other things work. This isn't even including like regular bills that come in. So how much money are we actually getting in our pockets, right? This is the biggest issue people have, especially Cat, right now. I don't know how any of our leaders, and I mean people that can influence tax policy, the ones who are supposed to make sure that we, we're matching the number of immigrants to the available housing supply, the people who are running the show, I don't know if they think they're doing a good job, but frankly, I don't know how they look in the mirror every morning. I don't know how they wake up in the day knowing that 64% or sorry, 46% of the money that everybody earns in a year is going to taxes and people are flat broke. Half of them have nowhere to live or they're going to lose their home because of interest rates. How can we, anyone possibly say Canada's doing it right? Canada's doing a good job. It's too fucking expensive mm, to live here. It's so expensive to live here. Well, I mean, some provinces are worse than others. I think we all know that. Yeah. It's not as bad in like in Alberta, but even then they have, they have other issues too. <laughs> like I feel like no matter where you turn, there's shit going on and money that I've, 
you kind of feel like you're flushing down the toilet. Yeah, that's what it is. Which sucks. It, it's all going to government. And and if we were getting some amazing service for that, yeah. if if I was paying 46% of my income into taxes, I think we I actually pay a little bit more than that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But if I were paying all that money in taxes, and then I could say, but... I mean, the cost of a home is affordable. We've got this world-class transit system. We have uh, uh, great health care where you can just stroll into any doctor's office or ER and get great treatment. Not if I case. could say yeah. all of those things, maybe I'd feel better about yeah. it. But none of it fucking works. Yeah. None of it. Or It's and, all broken. And to top that off, and all the people in these places are getting paid what they're worth. On top of that, and that's not the case. And that's not the case. Right? You're like, absolutely right. If you're right. paying those taxes, like you said, yes, I want to be able to, if we're talking healthcare, walk in there and know everyone in there is getting paid what they're worth and they're happy and I'm getting great service. We know that that's not the case because of all those reasons. Or, you know, same thing could go for, for any number of things we have. It's not a perfect system. We know that. There are some who are doing quite well working in the hospital, but they are the ones who wear suits to right. work every day and yeah. have CEO as a title. They're making great money. Some people are making great money, and it's like that across the country. You know, our transit system may be shit, but rest assured, the people running Metrolinks are doing pretty well in life. Uh, our hydro rates are out of control, and believe it or not, that's even being subsidized, and they're still crazy. Mm-hmm. How much are those CEOs making? It's bananas how just a very few are doing so well when so many others are struggling. When I hear Tax Freedom Day on the 19th of June, I do remember times when Tax Freedom Day was in April. It's in June now, and taxes are going up again in two weeks when they raise the carbon tax. That's a scheduled increase, by the way. It it is coming. Nothing has happened parliament-wise to try and stop it, so taxes are going up again in two weeks. That, and then property taxes constantly go up. Depending on where you live, it's really bad in some spots, too. So I know. I feel... I feel for everybody right now. It's hard. Let me uh, just do one more thing on this because we were talking a little bit there about how we're not getting very good service for the amount of money we're paying. And I think part of the problem for that is our debt. We're in a lot of debt. People who are in debt know how bad debt is because they're paying interest on that debt. And Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, just making the minimum payment, they're getting no further ahead. It sucks. It's frustrating. It's not right. In this tax year, the 2022-2023 tax year, the government will spend just shy of $70 billion in interest on our debt. $68.6 billion will be paid just to service Canada's debt. Hmm. Do you know how many hospitals we could build with $70 billion? Every single person in this country could be driving a, a Tesla and have a swimming pool. But we're spending $70 billion on debt because people spend as if it doesn't matter. And I don't understand why that's okay. In my house and in your house, Kat, you got a certain amount coming in. You need a certain number of things. You take out the stuff you need. Whatever's left over, that's your fun money. Yeah. We don't seem to work like that as a government. Businesses don't work like that. Families don't work like that. Why is government working like that? It's crazy. of our income now goes to taxes. Uh, Let's move on to a couple other things. And I will let you know that coming up at the end of this pod, Missed Connections. Oh, yes, it's a Missed Connection Monday. Dollarama, by the way. One romantic connection, at least one way, maybe not two ways, at Dollarama. Do you have a little FOMO this weekend watching all the video of Ed Sheeran (sighs) with Shawn Mendes at Rogerson? Yeah, a little bit. 
a little bit. Shawn Mendes showed up on Saturday, the Saturday show. I was wondering how people felt about it that had tickets to see him at any of the other shows. There's three shows in total that he did in Toronto. But I was wondering how people felt looking at that, going, I'm excited to see Ed. Oh, Shawn Mendes was there last night? Was going to be there tonight? Well, that's the thing. And it's a bonus. Don't get me wrong. You buy tickets to see Ed Sheeran because you want to see Ed Sheeran, and you're going, going to see Ed Sheeran. And that's a great show all on its own. I've been to an Ed Sheeran show where it was just Ed. Ed and his guitar, and it was great. But when someone else shows up, it's cool. It's kind of what I like about Toronto especially because, you know, in every city has their own thing where, like, who's going to sh- – could Eminem show up every time there's a Detroit show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody yep. says the same thing. With Toronto, it's one of a few people. You know, will Drake show up to this? Will The Weeknd show up to that? And in this case, Sean Mendez did. And it was a shock, not just because, hey, it was Sean Mendez and it wasn't planned, but because the guy hasn't been on stage for over a year and a half. We all know that he ended up canceling his tour. And boom, there he was. Very cool. He seemed like he kind of had it together, though. They did a post-interview where they were sitting in Ed's dressing room, and Sean said, I haven't been on stage in over a year. And and he did have some pretty serious health issues. He needed time off, and he was going through a breakup with Camila at the time, and it was like the perfect storm. I'm not surprised that he took that time off. In fact, it's good that he did. you got to clear your head every now and again. Sure. What a way to come back. On stage with 40,000 people screaming. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Wasn't the Sunday show the original date and then they added the Saturday show? Uh, Good question. I'm not sure which one came first. Pretty sure the Sunday was the original one because that was the one that was sold out. They were trying to attract more people to the Saturday show because there Uh, were still some limited like standing room only seats available. Wow. So you bought tickets for the first show? And then the add-on show is the one that got Sean Mendes. You just never know, right? You, never you know. just never know. But hey, either way, he is phenomenal. The dome was open, which is always a good vibe. So the fireworks could go and everything it was great. Does it feel like whoever's in charge of deciding whether the dome is open or closed is finally starting to be a little more normal? Because I feel like it always used to be the dome will be closed. Dome will be closed. Unless it was 29 degrees with a 0% chance of precipitation. The dome was probably going to be closed. We've closed it for a lot of shows, but it seems like lately it's open a lot. Yeah, it is good. And as it should be, though, when you look ahead, I'm sure there's a calculation or a formula that they use to make sure if there's a chance of rain, they probably don't chance it. But there was zero chance of rain for Saturday, Sunday. So I'm glad that they did that. So they should. You don't you just don't want to get equipment wet. I think we all understand how how bad that would have been if that was the case. So I understand why they would do it for those reasons. But yeah, there was absolutely no excuse. So I'm glad it was open. How was uh, Father's Day weekend for you? Father's Day weekend was good. This weekend I had uh, a little double date escape room um, on Saturday. I've never done that. Escape rooms are fun. I like them a lot. I've done like, you've never done one? No. Not even like a team building thing? I guess not. eh? There's me trying to get up in the morning and get dressed in the dark and (laughs) fumble my way to the front door, but never like a formal setting. It's cool. I feel like you would really like it. You like, um, I feel like you would like it. There's a whole bunch of different kinds that you can do and you can kind of base it based on what you like. Uh, The one I did was a, it's called exits. So there's a room, you start in a room full of doors. And then you have to open literally every single door. And there's a certain order to the doors because you can't open one door without opening the other door. Then you get a clue to that door for this door, right? And then once you get through that room, there's another room full of doors. And then once you get through that one, there's another room full of doors. And this carried on. And we ended up winning, by the way. Yay, 20 seconds to spare. It was a level hard, too. It was was not easy. Uh, But we just made it, which is great. Um, So anyway, did that Saturday. 
And then uh, Father's Day. Yeah. So my I saw my dad, gave him his gift, which I will remember now, which is good. I'm glad you brought this up because I said that I would tell you guys what we ended up doing. It was my husband's idea. Got my dad a croquet set. So you you did Father's Day in the 60s. Can I just say, though, he, I think he loved it. Really? And I, uh, trust croquet? me, trust me. I told my husband, are you sure? Are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's like, he's going to love it. He has a massive backyard, flat too, perfect for a little croquet setup. He assembled it right away, my dad, when he opened it. Oh, you so must have liked a, it. I think it's a good sign. And yeah, it's a, he's he's a tricky one to shop for, I think, my dad. Usually I just do gift cards, gift cards to places he likes, because I'm not going to be, I don't know, he's a musician, so I just get him gift cards to those places. Or or like, you know, your average, like Home Depot, Canadian Tire, whatever, and he's fine with that. But I like to do something a little different and unique, so it was all my husband's idea, to be honest. Uh, but he did like it, so I spent time with my dad, and then obviously we celebrated my husband, and then he had a few hours to do his thing. He was in the shop, he's a woodworker, so he was doing his thing for the afternoon, which made him happy. And then, uh, we, yeah, we had a nice dinner, Bauer Kitchen. It was in a Kitchener, awesome place. It was great. Good. I saw what he's working on. It's pretty cool, by the he's way. He's got some really cool things going on. Awesome yeah. stuff. Uh, okay, so I had Father's Day yesterday, too. I still think that my idea from last week, there's some room there. We, we could probably play with this. I think that there should be a Father's Day and then a Grandfather's Day or right. Mother's Day and Grandmother's Day, because yes. as a dad, I would have loved to have slept in yesterday, but no, got to get up and go see my dad, and got to go see father-in-law, and then I got to go home and wait for my kids to come over. It turns out to be exhausting. Fuck it. I think that once you graduate to grandfather or grandmother status, you get a different day. You get a different one, and you just accept it. You had your mother's and father's days. Right. You go to your own day once your kids have kids, and then they're the father or mother. I'm here for it. I think we should do it. But anyway, I, I went to visit my dad and yesterday. And how's your dad? My dad is great, but majority of the beginning of our conversations is always, how's Kat doing? What's Kat up to? <laughs> How, tell her I said hi. We should we should get together and go for a beer I sometime. I agree. I miss him. I'm like, He's just the fucking best. text her. <laughs> yeah, he should. We should go for a beer. So I did go and see him, got home, and then I was under the impression the plan was that, well, my daughter is out in British Columbia. Right, and at least you got to see her recently. That's good. For grad, yeah. yeah. And and I flew my daughter home to visit her mom on Mother's Day. Oh, last that's year. nice. And okay, yeah. I thought, well, maybe she'll surprise me and come home for Father's Day. Nope, she didn't. And then I thought, well, my son's in town at least. He's going to come over and we'll we'll have dinner, maybe have a few beers in the backyard. Yeah, he was hung over from a cottage that he went to in Grand Bend <laughs> on Saturday. So totally abandoned by my kids no. this year. Your son will make it up to you, right, if he's home? Well, he says he's sick. And I'm trying to figure out, oh, is he actually sick well, or if he's hung over? Because well, there's a difference. If you're sick, please stay away. If you're not sick, you're just hung over, yeah. you get your ass over there and you <laughs> suffer through it just like so many people before you have. That's right. There's a lot of us who've celebrated these occasions, like half wanting to barf, okay? You be one of them. <laughs> Don't get soft now. No, <laughs> not on my day. Do that on like Valentine's Day or something. Do you feel like you probably did that at one point though? I try to think if there was ever a Father's Day where I didn't go and see my dad. And I mean, other than uh, I'm going to be out of town, so let's schedule something for midweek. Right. I don't think there's ever been a day where I was home and able and just said, yeah, fuck it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that, but my dad's fun. So, <laughs> ah, fuck it. I don't want to. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah.
whatever you got for Father's Day, dads who are listening to this episode, it probably won't be this. Uh, there's a man, he happens to be the mayor of a town in Northern California. For Father's Day, for his dad, Abel Pineda, gave him a piece of his liver. Oh, well, that's nice. Manuel needed a transplant, but he was way down on the list. So this guy lost 50 pounds in three months so that he could go in and donate the right lobe of his liver to save his dad's life. A little Ozempi in there or what? <laughs> a little Ozempi or 50 pounds in three months. That's a, I mean, that's love, baby. That's love or Ozempic, one of the two. Here they are talking about it. Let's see if they mention Ozempic. <laughs> Literally, there's a part of me in him just as there's a part of him in me. I donated the right lobe to my father. How lucky are we that the liver is something that completely regenerates? Part of being a living donor is that you get to expedite the process for someone to receive a transplant. That's amazing. I love that. I'd do that. If your mom needed a, I don't know, a, a liver or a kidney or something, you'd be like, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Right, 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 right. Good. I'd love to say I would, but I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think it depends who needs it, really. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, but this is for a parent. I mean, they did give you life. If they're good people, then you probably return the favor a little bit. So I'm hearing an asterisk. What if you're... If they're good people? Is that the asterisk? If they're a good person. If you don't hate them or something, right? And a parent. What if your sister needed a, a kidney? Would you be like, ah, sure, no problem? I mean, yeah, it's, it's family. Probably. I don't know if I would for my siblings. Are they going to die if I don't? Is there- Well, that's what I want to know. <laughs> this is I need thing, more right? information. We need more information. Absolutely. Because if like they're on a list and it, as long as they get it in the next year and they're probably going to get it in a few months, like I'll just be on standby. But uh, I'll wait it out. You want to treat organ donation like helping somebody move. Like ask somebody yeah. else. And if it falls through, you can call me. But <laughs> try somebody else first. I want you to loop back. If you don't hear anything from them, let me know. Uh, how do you feel about those stories where we re-release lobsters into the ocean that we've discovered are unique oh, in some way? I'm fine with that. We never really know what happens to them is the interesting thing. But sure, I'll take one of those stories. Get this. Maybe we should be studying lobsters a little bit more or maybe eating them because they live a long time. Lenny is a 111-year-old lobster just released back into the Atlantic off the coast of Long Island to spend his remaining days in the wild. Lenny is a local celebrity at an area restaurant. He's even their mascot. A couple of police officers decided they would take Lenny out by boat and release him back into the wild. Wait a minute. This thing's been out of the ocean for years? Yeah. At this restaurant? Yeah. It and just lives in the tank. Is it, I guess it's not, are lobsters one of those creatures where like if you put them back in the wild, they're like, what the fuck am I doing? Because <laughs> you're not supposed to do that with some animals, right? Well, yeah, before I play this, let's go down that road. They say, like, uh, part of the reason we can't just release Kiska from marine land back into the ocean right. is because they're domesticized and they would not survive in the wild. Correct. Is it the same for lobsters? Well, how do we know that? We haven't given her a chance to go out and swim and see what they can do. Maybe she'll just team up with some other orcas and have a great life. Something tells me there is a study that proves that. Something tells me there was like, well, the whale died a week later. So <laughs> well, I'm okay with that. I trust it. Marine land or release me back into the wild. But no. you can't track a, I mean, you could track a lobster. Maybe they will track a lobster. Second, second question. How do they know it's 111 years old? Ah, good question. Do they have rings like trees? Like, how does this work? Apparently there's a way to tell oh, how old a lobster is. I didn't know that. Here's them talking about re-releasing Lenny. We're going to send him out to the Atlantic Ocean where he can be back with his family for another hundred years. He says, can you bring an extra life jacket down to the dock? And I said, for what? 
and he, he said, we're freeing a lobster. And I said, well, the last time I checked, he doesn't need a life jacket. That's his part, and we know for a fact he's not going to be eaten, at least not anytime soon. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't get caught again, either. 20, 111-year-old lobster, back to the wild. Hopefully another 100 years out here. A man from town of Hempstead, then he's released. Bye, buddy. Another 100 years. Eleni. They talk funny in I America. I fucking love it. It's great. You know what's... Um, weird about that is they've got this lobster and it's been living at this restaurant for a long time in the lobster tank and they didn't want to eat that one because they knew how old it was so it's kind of become like a mascot for the restaurant people come in they're like oh there's lenny hey lenny lenny's seen a lot of lobster get added to the tank and then get taken out of the tank added to the tank taken out of the tank this is the process of after we catch them we put them in the tank then when somebody orders it we pull it out of the tank and cook it he's lived all these years the fact that they want to let him go now tells me they think Lenny has probably not got much time left and they don't want that on their hands if something happens to Lenny. What is the lifespan of a lobster? Apparently, it'll live another 50 years Shut in the, the wild. front door. So we've got these animals here that live to like 160, 170. There must be a reason. Is it like a certain gene? And if it is, get it out of the goddamn yeah, lobster honestly. and put it in me or you or anybody. Yeah. Do you think it tastes good when it's that old, though? No, it's probably like, I feel like, like shit. <laughs> Honestly, lo- I'll tell you the truth. Lobster's not that great. You know, at first when I was an adult, and I'm like, ooh, let's go out for a fancy dinner. Let's have some lobster. It's really not that great. I'd rather have a steak any day than lobster. Anything you have to dip in that much butter to make it taste better is probably not great. I'll take crab over lobster anytime. Yes. For me, it's like, and crab's a little, uh, it's not cheap, but it's cheaper than lobster usually. And you don't get a lot of meat with lobster. Like a lobster tail isn't really that much meat. Yeah, they should weigh the meat, not weigh the lobster when they're determining how much they're going to charge you for it. Uh, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. Have you seen The Price is Right recently? Um, Not like a full episode, no. Man was playing on Thursday and dislocated his shoulder at Ah, the same time. Son of a bitch. His name was Henry, and I don't think the episode has aired yet. Apparently, he was so excited that he won the game. He went bonkers and blew his shoulder out. Oh, no. He was jumping up and down and dislocated it. So Drew Carey then had to explain to the audience that Henry wasn't able to spin the wheel because of his dislocated shoulder. (laughs) So his wife, Alice, got plucked out of the audience to go and spin the wheel for him. She landed a 95 and sent her husband to the showcase showdown where he ended up winning a trip to Hawaii. Holy cow. And now the other contestants are like, that's bullshit. Oh, that's bullshit. You have to spin the wheel. Who cares if he blew out his shoulder? This is not right. Couldn't he have spun with his other hand arm? Good question. I don't know. Maybe you need two hands on that. That wheel you, looks it is, like it weighs yeah, a lot. You're not wrong. It, there's got to be like a rule book here. I mean, this show's been around for a long time. I assume if someone for some reason is not eligible to spin, then you could put someone in on your behalf. I think it's fine. Calm down, crybabies. Okay, but it does look a little fishy that they bring in a ringer to spin the wheel and she spins a 95. Oh, I mean, that's virtually unbeatable. Yeah. He better be thanking his lucky stars for her right about now. Right. He better be. Uh, should there be a limit on how many animals or what types of animals we can take out with us in society? We can take out with us? Yeah. I'll give you an example. The last time I flew, somebody had a bird and they carried the bird in a box on the plane and, and took it to their destination. Some people are getting on flights now with dogs. Sometimes 
there's no way they could that, that could possibly be a service dog. They just brought their dog and they want to sit with the, the dog on their lap to get wherever it is that they're going. And I understand. I wouldn't want my dog down in the belly of an airplane either. And sometimes we need to take our dogs with us. But people are trying to smuggle all kinds of shit on planes. I just saw one a couple of weeks ago. Somebody brought a goddamn peacock on an airplane. Oh, my gosh. That's messed up. But you get around it yeah. by saying it's my emotional support right. peacock. Yeah. It's my emotional support llama that I needed to bring on this flight. Because we're soft and we'll just be like, oh, whatever you need. Why are we soft on that? Why don't we say, grow the fuck up? You don't, don't need know. a llama to fly on a plane. Get out of here. Either yeah. don't fly or don't take your llama, but the two things cannot happen simultaneously. I think it's starting to change a little bit where we're, we're being a little more lenient because for a while there was way too loosey-goosey. Like literally a goose could be on a plane. It was fucked up. This man is using the same argument. He decided, uh, he's a UK man, by the way, and he has quite the collection of reptiles. He decided this weekend was a good time to take his pet snakes out to get some sun. Oh, no. I don't like it. He went to a local park and released 20 snakes in the park to go ahead and get some sun. Now, some other residents of the community who reported this to authorities say you should not be allowed to bring 20 snakes with you to a park. Is that reasonable? Or yes. do we have to accommodate? Yes. Are the snakes going to, like, come back to him? Like, he just lays them out and they lay there? I think he grabbed as many as he could when he left, but I don't know. How do you know if you've got all 20 snakes? They all look the same anyway. And how do they? How do you know they're not going to slither away? This is someone who thinks they know, oh, no, I know my snakes. They're going to be fine. They'll come right back home. Well, some people say the snakes were fairly calm, and, and he did hold them at various times and then lay them back in the grass to continue getting some sun. Others are saying, this is complete nonsense. I shouldn't be afraid to take my kid to the park because some asshole brought 20 snakes. Yeah. He's saying yeah. he has every right to do it. What do we do in this situation? I don't think that that's true that he has every right to do it, though. There's got to be some something in place. Like, what did this, what did this, what would the city say if, if you did that? You know what I mean? Like, every city's going to, bylaw is going to at least come around, even though, like, oh, no, it's bylaw. Something, oh, no. Oh, no. It's the almost cops. <laughs> something, but something's <laughs> going to be done if you do that, no? I would think, but I've never seen a sign that says dogs don't. only. It, you could bring anything to an off-leash park. I, I don't think that there's a rule that says it must be a dog. Really? Like, if I had a pet donkey, I could probably take it to the off-leash park, and who's going to say anything? <laughs> it's fucking cool. If you, got, if you ever got a donkey, you better call me. I'm going to go see that donkey, donkey every time. would be cool. Donkeys are cool. Do you know how many nice ass jokes I'd make? Oh, It'd be yeah. great. Oh, and obnoxious, fucking right. too. Uh, okay, listen, we got to go here, guys. It's uh, Monday, and I'm sure your time is limited, being almost the end of the school year and such. So what <laughs> we're going to do is we're going to leave you now with the replay of today's Missed Connections. And you are not on the pod tomorrow, but you are on the radio. Is that right? Correct, yes. It's uh, my daughter's kindergarten graduation, which I won't miss. And for some reason, it's right in the morning. Beautiful. So <laughs> here I am. Proud mom. Here I am. What, what do they get uh, when they graduate kindergarten? Is it a certificate? Do they get like a like a coupon for fries at McDonald's? Or um, what, what do I, they get? I, that's a good, I mean, I can answer. I'll answer you on the pod on Wednesday. And I'll tell you all the things. I think it's a certificate. I think I still have my kindergarten graduation certificate. Really? And you know what's weird is I remember my kindergarten graduation. Like I, we learned to dance. Um, we did like a, we did a skit in front of all the parents in the gymnasium at St. Augustine in Cambridge. Go St. Augustine. And I'm, I'm assuming kind of the same thing will go with my daughter's graduation. They learned a song. I know that because my daughter told me. And then we'll just have to, yay, and then they get a piece of paper. Off topic, but 
Okay, we're going to push back the extra. There's at least one school in the Waterloo Region District School Board yeah. that has canceled eighth grade graduation this year. Oh, why? And many parents are upset about this. They say it's because they want to create an equitable and inclusive atmosphere that's open to everybody. Basically, what they're trying to say is not everybody can afford a suit. So because of that, we're not going to do a grad. We're going to do a week of activities in class. Oh. No grade eight graduation this year. Grade eight graduation has been around for a long time. I still remember my grade eight graduation, St. Mike's in Cambridge. And, and while it was not the highlight of my life, I think everybody understands high school graduation and then possibly post-secondary mm -hmm. graduation. Those are the two big ones. The school just kind of wants to blow it off. Like, ah, it's only grade eight grad anyway. Whatever. They'll just play some games because and they'll be fun. Because some people can't afford to have a dress or a suit or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's I don't know. It's an excuse. Here's the thing. It is an excuse. Number one, it's an excuse because you know that if it. the school gave a shit, they would do something about it. You could easily do a dress drive or something like that. Get donations for suits, for dresses. And I bet you if you put that call out to the community, they would absolutely answer it. So that sounds like some poor shit to me. Absolutely. It sounds to me like somebody didn't want to organize yeah. it or it's just a, an extreme example of people trying to invent problems that do not exist. Uh, back when I graduated from eighth grade, there were people there wearing jeans and that was just the way it was. I think that that should be okay. Maybe you make that clear. Like you, it doesn't matter. Come with whatever you have and whatever you want to wear. Be yourself. Wear what you want. And that's okay if you're not in a fancy dress or suit or you're, or you're taking a limo to the, to the grade eight grad or whatever. I think it's fine. That sounds like an excuse to me as well. I wonder if it's a lack of like volunteers in the school is the reason why or a budget reason. I mean, someone just hate life and so they're taking it out on the eighth graders. Uh, there's a lot of grad stuff that, that ends up getting axed because the intermediate teachers don't want to work on it. Right, they don't right. really get paid for that anyway. It's And I get that. I get that. But I mean, if that you, could be a reason. It could be a reason why. But can you reach out to other volunteers? I don't know. I don't work in the school board, but that just seems like that's sad to me that some kids are going to go without it. It's, yeah. Love to spend a little more time on it, but we do have to go. Here's the replay of today's Missed Connections. Have a great Monday. Bye. Missed Connections. Missed Connections on the Scott and Cat Show. Welcome, everyone, to a segment here on the show where we try and connect people that have had an encounter in the past. You see, there's people that meet people all the time. Sometimes they make their move, and it could turn into a lifelong relationship. Other times they get away. So you post an ad on Craigslist. Kijiji, places like that, hoping the other person will see it and contact you. It's a uh, bachelor bachelorette time of year, isn't it? Certainly is, Kat. They're everywhere. This one took place at the bar. I know you told me not to try to find you, but here I am to tell you not to marry her. You and your buds came into the bar I work at downtown. We flirted. I offered you and your crew free shots. You were a sweet guy. I couldn't help but worry for you, seeing as though your best man got wasted and told me your fiance was a witch of a woman who cheated on you. I know that two wrongs don't make a right, but something about you that night, we ended up making out in the back room. Oh no. The way you looked at me afterward, even though you were hammered, was a guy that was scared to agree to a life with the person you proposed to. So here I am on Miss Connections. If you are the groom-to-be that I made out with, please reach out. Tell me what I do as my day job so I know it's you. But at the least, don't marry her next month. 
Wow. Ooh. I, I'd love to hear more about this encounter. Like, hey, let's go in the back and make out. And then at some point he told her, don't try to find me. Like it's a love story <laughs> of some sort. And now she's out with the warning. Don't marry her. But you know what, though? It's not a good start. You haven't even got married yet. She cheated on you. Now you technically cheated on her, too. Does the groom talk to the best man? Because the best man seems to think this bride is just awful. This is the, like, I'm Did not- you tell the groom that? <laughs> Or just the bartender? Because maybe the groom should know. What kind of a best man is that? You make a good point. You make a good point. Or was it just the alcohol that got it out of him? Maybe he did tell the groom, but the groom was too inebriated to realize. Uh. You shouldn't marry her. She's the worst. Anyway, let's have a fun night. (laughs) You're probably going to anyway, so we might as well get loaded. What the heck? Who was watching the bar while the bartender was performing these shenanigans in the back? (laughs) That's a great question. Was it just a help yourself kind of deal? Free booze. Woo! Sounds like they had quite the combo. They got into, well, I only do this part-time. My day job is whatever her day job is. They got quite deep there, I think. This was not like a 30 seconds in the cooler. This this went on for a while by the sounds of it. I think there's there's some people listening now getting married in about a month going, hmm, I wonder who this could be about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we may have started something. We might have started something. There is a lot of people Mm -hmm. engaged to be married in the next month. It's true. Okay. The next one takes place at a Dollarama. As all love stories do. <laughs> they sh- as all of them should. Under the fluorescent lighting. Mm-mm-mm. Nothing says a hookup like that. Hello. Hoping this will work. You work at Dollarama. You helped me find the paper towel. It was kind of hiding, and you made a joke about being a weird week at the store and being short-staffed. You were a cute girl working a double shift, but said you were cool with it because you were saving up. I also bought a toilet cleaner, a pack of owl stickers for my niece, and a can of zoodles. That sounds like every <laughs> Dollarama purchase I've ever heard. Stickers, zoodles. <laughs> toilet cleaner and paper towel. In case it helps narrow it down. You're probably mad young, but old enough. We should totally kick a beer. Do people say that? Kick a beer? I'm amazed that that's what he said. You're young, but old enough. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sir, I don't think you should repeat that. <laughs> sorry. Did you just say you bought zoodles? I don't think that it's going to work, my friend. <laughs> and those owl stickers were for your niece? niece? Oh, okay. Is it everything for your niece or nephew? Zoodles for a kid I know down the street. <laughs> don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> She was there. I mean, she was working a double. Why didn't you just shoot your shot while you were there? You had to talk to her when you were checking out your zoodles and owl stickers. She talked about saving up her money. I mean, perfectly fine. Weird, I guess, at a Dollarama, especially with no one around because they're short-staffed and everything else. But still. Man, the people at Dollarama probably see all kinds of stuff, and it's probably impossible not to judge. Like, do I tell this guy anything? He's buying owl stickers, <laughs> toilet cleaner, and zoodles. Like, I don't know. I know they're not supposed to comment, but sometimes I would love to know what they think when you come to the checkout with just random stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want to explain yourself, but you don't. Like, there's a reason why. Ah, oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for my... No, never mind. It's for, judge me. It's fine. <laughs> uh, well, the nice thing is, if they uh, manage to hook up, they have an endless supply of 
wedding decor and Canada That's Day decorations true. and cards for yes. their future together. All the zoodles you can eat. <laughs> Come have some zoodles and kick a beer with me. Kick a beer. Who says that? Exactly. Oh, well, this Who guy says does. That? This guy. Uh, Misconnections <laughs> on the Scott and Cat Show.